in this session let us look at uh, the concept of guru guru meaning a teacher a person who shows us the way whether it be in our uh, domestic life or be it in our quest for spiritual life or spiritual elevation in uh, another talk i explained the difference between two uh, words which we normally associate with teachers that is at least in the indian context one is the word acharya the other one is guru acharya as i said is a person who shows us how to live a righteous life how to carry out our duties as family persons or as bachelors or in whatever capacity we are that we are trying to live in this world how we should live how we should talk how we should interact with others how should we respect or how should we uh, give space to others in our life and what kind of rules and regulations uh, in our social conduct or in our personal conduct the norms the values that we should follow so that we live a life which is fulfilling guru as i said is a person who not merely teaches you how to live this human life but also shows you the way for your spiritual life he initiates you into what uh, we would like to call as uh, spirituality having said this in my earlier talk i feel that uh, we should uh, explore this concept of guru a little more in fact one of the most uh, interesting uh, explanations that i came across this from acharya rajnish or whom whom we know popularly as osho in one of his discourses rather i would say the question and answer sessions that he had with his disciples and followers one disciple asks him, rather he he makes a statement he says uh, osho sometimes when i think about you i feel like killing you a statement from a person who is an ardent uh, disciple of uh, osho uh, coming in in these words you know i feel like killing you uh, would have come as uh, a surprise or even a shock to uh, many many other people but osho being osho a man whom i personally consider as an extraordinary intellectual was not shocked with this statement he laughed and then he proceeded to answer though it was not a question it was a statement 
but he proceeded to answer the question which was uh, pregnant within that statement that the disciple made osho said yes you must you should kill me if you do not please remember that i will kill you so the disciple was shocked he said how can you say this i mean like will you kill me then osho proceeded to explain and his explanation at that particular point of time or in that particular discourse is what i consider as the most appropriate explanation for a guru and please uh, bear in mind that we are talking about spiritual dimension osho explained to him that a guru will show you the way you are lost in the wide world totally immersed in your emotions and your affections and your enmities and your likes and your dislikes and you are uh, so to say figuratively speaking struggling within this dimension called human life and then you come into contact with the person and you realize that this is the man who is not only going to take away those tensions and uh, those uh, turbulences within my mind but he is also going to show me the way to my final destination which is self realization or moksha or mukti or whatever you want to call it. so that person adopts the other as his guru then he starts worshiping his guru then he starts following his guru then he starts listening to his guru then he starts debating with his guru and in the process of all these interactions with the guru both verbal and non verbal that person slowly learns how he can surface from the sea of his attachments to this world affections to this world likes and dislikes to this world and the things around him and proceed on the path of salvation now as a person proceeds on the path of salvation one magic happens and that magic is that you slowly start realizing that it is this attachments it is this likes it is this dislikes to the world and the things around you it is the sense of possession that i possess my wealth i possess this house i possess this town i possess power i possess this possession and all these possessions that are the root cause of the sufferings that the individual faces if we for a second go back to buddha the simplest and the most straightforward explanation that 
Buddha gave for human suffering is attachment. The only thing that Buddha ever spoke about was how to become detached. He did not, Buddha did not talk about God. He did not talk about spirituality. He did not talk about self-realization or moksha or whatever the other terms that we use. He did not talk about those heavens and you know all those concepts. Buddha always said detachment. Be like the drop of water on the leaf of the lotus. You are there yet you don't stick to it. The leaf is there the world, yet it doesn't stick to it. You be in that state of mind in order to liberate yourselves from what you call as the sufferings. This is what Buddha said in nutshell. Coming back to Osho, Osho again tells this disciple that once you commence on the path of spiritual exploration, there will come a point, there has to come a point where even this detachment, even this attachment, I'm sorry, even this attachment to your guru will be like the albatross around your neck. It will weigh you down. When you reach that point where the attachment to the Guru itself is tying you down to uh, this worldly concerns, it is at that point that you must kill me. Not in the real sense, you don't have to pick up a sword or a knife and stab me to death, but it is at that point that you need to kill me in your mind so that I don't exist anymore and from that point onwards the path that you have already tread so far and the path that you have to tread in future is on your own. You don't carry even your Guru with you. Whatever you achieve as Mukti or Self-Realization or whatever state you are aspiring to become you will achieve it only by yourself and you will achieve it alone. It is not a commodity that can be distributed to others. It is not a commodity that can be partitioned and given, uh, let's say in pro rata or whatever we call equitable distribution. You cannot. It is a path that you will have to tread yourself. It is a path that you have to understand that you have to tread alone and it is an end that you will reach by yourself and when you reach that end you will be there all by yourself. So when you reach that particular point in that path of uh, spiritual evaluation that you have undertaken that stage will come when you have to kill your Guru. If you don't do that, the Guru perforce has to kill you because the Guru is also on the same path 
of self realization he is also going towards the same goal he cannot carry you or others with him in order for him to reach where he has to reach he also has to kill you so it is not the killing part in the literal sense of the meaning it is a phenomena where you will shed your attachment even to the person who taught you how to tread that path so osho said my dear disciple you must kill me and if you do not i have to kill you this in my opinion is one of the most beautiful and most easily understandable example or a definition or an explanation for the concept of guru in uh, our mythology even if you go back to the bhagavad gita you will realize that krishna makes a very simple statement he tells arjuna that there is no one whom i like there is no one whom i dislike there is no one whom i favor and there is no one i do not favor or i refuse to favor all are alike to me you are neither with me nor against me you are on your own in the path of spiritual journey a good guru therefore shows you the way he takes you up to a point from where you are capable of undertaking the further journey on your own from that point onwards you don't need the guru so whenever we speak of uh, spiritual elevation it is important for us to remember that attachment of any form beyond a certain point actually does not take us to the end that we so desire so the concept of guru is very simple and it is only this much that he takes you to the point from where you can journey on your own a good guru knows when to leave your hands a good guru knows when it is time to bid you farewell or in osho's words he knows when is the time to kill you take ramakrishna for example when vivekananda as narendra came to him narendra was not ready ramakrishna could have just with his kind of uh, the uh, spiritual uh, i'm sorry to use a very crude term but i think it would explain this better uh, with his kind of uh, spiritual prowess the power that ramakrishna had ramakrishna need not have waited till vivekananda became ready or narendra became ready he could have just simply 
made him ready with one single thought of this or one single touch of this and then set him on the course set narendra on the course to become vivekananda but he did not do so it didn't happen in the first interaction he allowed narendra to ask him questions he allowed narendra to challenge him he allowed narendra to explore his own thoughts not ramakrishna's thoughts it is narendra's thoughts he allowed him to explore and when in the process of answering his doubts and his questions ramakrishna prepared him or brought him to the stage where narendra was ready to become vivekananda he simply transferred his own powers to him and there was no stopping of vivekananda thereafter yes vivekananda's bhakti to his guru is well known we don't have to even talk about it but it is not an attachment in the sense that you and me have towards the worldly things that are around us when he became vivekananda the attachment that he continued to have for ramakrishna is something like realizing that ramakrishna is within him he and ramakrishna had become one they were not two different beings it was vivekananda who became ramakrishna and it was ramakrishna who became vivekananda and therefore the journey that vivekananda performed thereafter was essentially by himself and that is what even in sufism if you um, if you read uh, jalaluddin muhammad rumi rumi says about the concept of love i mean the concept of god or the concept of the true self i think we should not use the word the term god because it will indicate as if we are talking about somebody else so let us use the term self the true self what does rumi say rumi said when you are there this garden of flowers has no meaning and when you are not there they in any case don't mean anything so what is there it is only the self it is only god it is only the true self which is there that is why even in sufism which is which is in my opinion is very much akin to what we call as uh, advaita another concept that shankaracharya taught there is no me it is only him there is no you it is only him only god exists or only the true self exists you are merely a reflection of the true self and the more you realize the more attachments will go away from you the more your thought process your actions and your directions will become clear and 
at that point of time the guru says son now you are on your own and you journey further and you become him and a sufi will say who i am him there is no i actually him that is what the concept of guru is we must understand therefore that when we seek something from a person whom we call as our guru we are not seeking something which is outside we are actually seeking to find our own true self and the guru simply opens your mind he takes you to a point and once that point is reached he tells you you are now on your own and that in any case is the hallmark of a true guru thank you have a good day